El nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's es... Crujiente, tiernito, oh. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y... Wow. Es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el lab de McDonald's. Para, pa, pa, pa. En McDonald's participantes. Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, real lifers. Welcome to episode 106. This week, I have Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast on to chat all things housewives. We get really into it with Potomac, and she gives some pretty hot takes, including her thoughts on Leah McSweeney and her streetwear line. (laughs) So really look forward to all of you guys listening to this. One quick thing I wanted to plug was that I was on Chelsea from the at no, oh no Bravo accounts Instagram live this week. It goes, she goes live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And I was lucky enough to be her guest this week. We had so many laughs. You can go to at oh no Bravo. She saved the video from the live and you can check it out there. And you should also subscribe to her Patreon because she put the audio on her Patreon. We laughed so much. We recapped this past week's Potomac and talked about some incorrect takes people we've stand that we shouldn't. Hers was Candace um, and mine obviously is Stasi Schroeder. And I tell a really funny story about naming my dog Nastasia Bianca Slutsker and being at the vet and then being quite confused for calling out Stasi's name, being like, is there a Nastasia Bianca dog here? Oh, man. As always, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at ITRL underscore podcast. And on my personal accounts, you can always follow at Mandy Slutsker. As always, thank you so much for supporting the podcast and for listening. I love hearing from you. So feel free to shoot me a DM at ITRL underscore podcast on Instagram. Love, love, love hearing from you guys and hearing your hot takes. Without further ado, here is Stephanie from Mocha Minutes. Hi, everyone. I am here with Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. How are you doing today? I am good. Happy Friday. I mean, even though it's we're in quarantine and People are working from home. I'm one of those people. Still, I'm like, thank God it's Friday. And I'm like, I know. It's weird to say because I'm like, I feel like my days run together anyway. But like, what are you doing this weekend? We are in a pandemic. What do you mean? What am I doing this weekend? <laughs> I and I have just washed my mask. So good luck, everybody. Okay. So I just stumbled upon your podcast in the last few weeks because I was listening to Mixing with Moni. Tell me about your podcast, how you got started, what you cover. So I am the host. I love Moni. That's just my girl. Um, She's amazing. She's so hilarious. But I host the Mocha Minutes podcast. So I have a weekly topical podcast that, ironically, I don't talk about Bravo. And 
a part of me is like, do I want to branch out and do Bravo more? But there's so many good Bravo podcasts that I listen to. But still, though, um, I have a weekly podcast where I talk about current events, pop culture, single life, mental health. But I skew it in the um, view of a Black woman, because I'm a Black woman. Uh, so this is a range. It's like the potpourri uh, category of Jeopardy of things going on in the Black community. Nice. Well, <laughs> it's like, I mean, potpourri, you never know what's going to show up. There is a lot happening in the Black community these days. Oh, my yeah. God. It must be Way very overwhelming. Very. <sighs> it, I don't know if you can hear the rain, but it's raining right now. Um, but a few of my friends went down to D.C. for the march today. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm very excited. But the other part about that I'm excited about is that people are like masked up. So when people are talking about oh, the, all this protesting will, you know, drive the COVID um, percentages in the stats. Yeah, it really has it because they all wear masks. That's what I you know. guys miss. Like we're out protesting, but we're not stupid. We're wearing masks. You guys are the one protesting to not wear masks. Super weird. They're like, if you comply with the police, you won't get um, arrested. And also saying... I don't want to wear a mask. It's my civil rights. I'm like, that doesn't. It doesn't compute. match up. <laughs> that doesn't. The math is not math in there, Einstein. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that works. I know what equation you're using, but it's not. <laughs> no. you know, I don't know. When you watch Bravo, do you find that it actually relaxes you? Is it something that you do just to chill out from all the craziness happening in the world? Or do you get more revved up sometimes? So. Usually I get more relaxed. I have been binge watching the first and second season of Below Deck Med. So that has been relaxing me because it's super funny. (laughs) And also it's the second season. And this second season of Below Deck Med is literally some of my favorite messy, messy, bald hoe shit season because I absolutely love it. And also Bobby is super tall and super good looking and um Still, though, he's an ass, and I I don't know how to explain it, but it never rubs me up. I just kind of go, this is so relaxing to not focus on real life because right? a lot of this shit is made up. I'm like I It's know. so made up. I, I love Below Deck. I I think I might do a deep dive of the original Below Deck because I'm like, my seasons run together with that one, and they've been on longer. So I'm like, I might do a deep dive of that one. I might go back to Ladies of London. I like these kind of shows because I'm like, it's not necessarily real life. So I can... Still enjoy it. And also, I just want to have drinks with Karen Huger so we can eat French fries with oh, honey mustard. I'm like, my I God. felt so seen. <laughs> I was like, I feel so seen right now because it's not just me. I, I love, love honey, mustard. honey mustard. I love it. I'm like, I eat French fries, I eat them on chicken. They're like, why are, you, why are you dipping your fries in honey mustard? I'm like, first of all, you haven't lived. So I was like, the grand dame is eating honey mustard with her French fries. I'm like, I'm like, Karen's in the front running for my babe. I am obsessed with Karen Huger. I think she may be my favorite housewife of all time. And that changes, you know, it changes pretty regularly. But she is so funny. And I bring this up all the time. But there was a scene last season or when she was wearing the feather top dress and she started dusting her feathers in the middle of her confessional <laughs> like i was done i was like this was like, woman is you so- know there's a camera on you we like you. <laughs> she does not care <laughs> and like interviews with her where people have asked her like questions about how did you get involved and she's like i always knew bravo would find me <laughs> Like, 
she always behaved this way? I love this and so now much. there are cameras. There was a really good article done, um, a deep dive, and I'm trying to remember if it was in Variety or Daily Beast mm. about this season, talking about mm. the kind of stuff that's going to happen between Monique and Candace, kind of what we know, but also the attention that Potomac is getting. Um, Mm -hmm. as black women representing kind of the community and how they feel about the attention the black community is getting right now. And yeah, and but it also goes into all the hilarious things about how they found women in Potomac. And Mm -hmm. I always thought it was weird because I live in the D.C. area and Potomac is a very wealthy suburb that's kind of on the like it's not a main suburb of DC. It's, it's smaller. It's, it's extremely residential. There's not really a lot of restaurants or places to go in Potomac. Like it's Bethesda, not. people go to Bethesda because there are stores in Bethesda, you know? But no one yeah. goes to Potomac, and Potomac is so white. Yeah. So everybody thinks that they're like, because you got all these black women for Potomac, when one technically lives up here in Columbia, and that was Robin, and I was like, that is not Potomac. I know exactly where that is. <laughs> and then one is Jamal Bryant's ex-wife. And I was like, I have so many questions. But I was like, Potomac is very, very white. So I don't know what you got. This is not Prince George's County. That is the Black County. It's not Montgomery County. This is Potomac, Maryland. It's a very, very white suburb. But also there are a lot of rich Black people there. But- yes. And so this article went into how when they found this niche of women, Mm -hmm. because they were all so connected and there are fewer black people in Potomac, they knew Mm -hmm. it would be kind of that like messy, interconnected, like friend group that they were looking for Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they have found in other cities. And so that was just interesting. Yeah. Because I think for me, when it comes to like, like groups for me it is i'm glad people are hopping on the potomac train but i also want them to hop on the married to medicine atlanta train oh i need to la do that. sometimes i can't vouch for it but i love dr imani in um Mary to medicine la she's just a tall beautiful bold woman i'm like oh god i live for her so i'm like i love her she got that brooklyn accent i'm like mm-hmm. i love it i love it so much but married to medicine that I love that show. I love it's been on like five or six seasons. I absolutely love it. So I'm glad y'all everybody's getting on the Potomac train because I'm like, where y'all been? Because this is some foolishness that's been going on for God knows how long. So I'm glad everybody's now we're getting a fight. I'm like, see, I'm gearing up because I'm still Team Monique. Because I'm like, I know. Candace, sometimes I want to smack her little ass. I'm I like, know, but she's <laughs> one of those people that's like so good to hate on a right. show. She's like a fantastic villain. Mm-hmm. because she also she isn't always a villain like I feel bad for her when I see scenes with her and her mom and how her mom treats her I do feel a lot of empathy for, for that I'm like, girl we so now we see why you're kind of the way you are and this is not a good thing now we your mama just said um I didn't smack her with my purse she her face ran into my purse oh, I was like wait my. how I was like, so that's now how assault works. You hit her with the purse. I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean? I, this is what happened, Andy. I'm like, no, girl, you slapped her with your purse. Like, what? Just, just woman up and just say you smacked her. I'm like, I don't, you can just say you smacked her. I mean, assault, but, but that's sure. The whole thing with both Dorothy and Candace, they can't woman up and they can They're never. They're not accountable for anything. Anything. I'm like, it's wild. It's like, wild. You would think they were like mediocre white men for the lack of accountability 
thing. I was like, I don't even understand it. And the other, I used to like more of the white Chris, but you know, Chris Samuels, he's got in my heart because him on live is hilarious. And him on the show is somewhat cute, except for you got money, pay for your, pay for if you need help. I'm like, okay, so that's not what she's saying, but sure. But I'm liking Chris Samuels off of the show on lives going, look here. I would call y'all bitches, but I'm a man, so I can't call you bitches. So if you was a guy, I would be, I'm like, okay, so I know this is a lot deeper than what you're saying, and I get it. I can't wait to see how this plays out, because... What, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I don't, and the thing, the way that I think Candace is like, of course she's feeling herself, because she was there, and she's probably thinking it's not going to look good for Monique when we see it. I don't necessarily think that's true based on the edit she's already gotten. I think she's under this impression that when y'all finally see it, you'll see that, I mean, she just attacked me for no reason. Now when everybody keeps saying that she beat your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm very confused by this whole, I'm going to look vindicated. I'm like, listen here, Kenya. No, you're not. Everybody's going to go. So I understand why she hit you. Yeah. And you're not going to like that. Because Kenya didn't like that. Because it's like, on one hand, it's like, we should feel bad that she, like, grabbed your whole, literally snatched you around like a rag doll. And like, oh, that's wrong. But we also saw what led up to that. So we were like, so. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. Because, I mean, I genuinely like Candace on the show. But I will say Candace reads as that mean girl in high school. Okay. And it's like, that's the part that I don't like. I think she's fun to be around. But when she's arguing with you she's gonna cut deep she's not going to care and i'm like uh yeah but she also was somebody who walked around like i'm so great and you you'll just love me and if you hate me you're just jealous and i'm like so sure okay <laughs> well let's sure. jump into this week's potomac so <laughs> looking at my notes um uh, it was cute uh, to see giselle and grace do the dance class i really giselle is so beautiful it's incredible just to look at her he was my draw for the show because I'm like, Jamal Bryant's ex-wife is on here? Oh, yeah. I got to see her because I couldn't remember what she looked like. I'm like, that is what she looked like. She's now stunning. Stunning. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Like, and those uh, girls are, they just seem so, I know this sounds ridiculous, but like well-adjusted for being on TV. They are, mm-hmm. they don't try and play for the cameras. They're mm-hmm. so nervous about their mom. I mean, I feel for those girls. Yeah. What did you know about Jamal before Potomac started airing? Because I have heard things, but I didn't really put it all together. I want to hear this. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, girl, you got to let it out. <laughs> well, first of all, everybody knows Jamal Bryan in Baltimore as the man who repeatedly cheated on his wife. Yep. He had a whole other baby. I think he has two by now. I think the <gasps> latest one he is saying that's not his... We haven't done the DNA. Um, yeah, but that's what we do about Jamal Bryant is that he has been a Peter Peter pumpkin cheater for quite a long time. So when she said it, it was like, but baby, that's what we knew about him too. Very dynamic speaker. He went from being a bishop um, to a reverend to a motivational speaker. And now he's down in Atlanta with another church, which, okay, that's great. Um, but yeah, Jamal Bryant, he, he brings it in, but it's kind of like their divorce got ugly real quick because one it was like it's all a bunch of cheating allegations and those people in his own damn in his yeah it was like girl you sound like a fiction novel your life i wonder if the person who wrote that fiction novel based it on your life 
I'm talking about Kimberly Lawson Roby, if anybody yeah. wants to Google. So there's there's a book series she has out about a pastor who cheated repeatedly. With people in his congregation. Can he lose his I don't know anything. I'm also Jewish, so I know like nothing about like the so church. This a, <laughs> oh. So this is a fun fact about Jamal Brown. When they found that out, they were supposed to sit him down for three months. They voted. Okay. He came back in three weeks. He just came back and no one did anything? Oh, they no no, they brought him back after okay. three weeks. It was like slap on the wrist. uh, Okay. I thought y'all said three months and now it's three weeks. I'm like, even though three months is really not that long either, but you know, a lot of churches have boards. So their boards had to vote. But the other thing about um, his church here in Baltimore is that his church was full of younger people. So he brought in younger younger people. people. Yeah. They brought in young people and a lot of young, younger people at the time were just like, I mean, isn't this normal? Men cheat. I mean, you know, things happen. I'm like, you are a leader of a church. You are held to a higher standard. <laughs> it, this is not just Jamal Bryant from down the street. You lead a church. What are you doing? So they brought him back because his congregation were like, I mean, it's not great, but we're not really that mad. And some people just excused it. I didn't go to his church. It had no effect on me, but I thought it was funny. Someone who went to his church is going to be in my podcast in a few weeks. Ooh. Down, Yeah, she was telling me I had no idea until later. She was Ooh. like, by the way, I used to go to Jamal Bryant's church. Like, by the way, oh, I, I can't like, wait to hear Girl, this. I cannot wait to hear your I wait. I think they had a, I think they still had a, um, uh, there was a gold throne in there. So let's see if she remembers the gold throne and also there were atms in the back for you to pay your tithes and offerings just in case you didn't bring any money with you they had they had them in the back they had atms i was like i think i went to his church for a concert and i said it's and i was with my mother i was like is that a gold throne and she's like "Mm?" i'm like i gotta get out of here Jesus can't see me in this church. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. I can't do it. Speaking of a throne, what chair was Karen sitting in when they filmed that? I don't even know what, like a singing medieval telegram that for- didn't know her own name. Probably the one she rented. I'm like, you know what, Karen? I know you don't have this permanently in your house, and I don't think you need it. I think it's very nice. Look, you are shooting a whole commercial. For your housewarming party. It's so, <laughs> amazing. Rent all the props, girl. Rent all of them. It was so funny. I watched it like, three times. It felt like one of those Disney sing-alongs where they like they move. The little bouncy you know, the ball. Little, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, was like, I sit here like, why is he having... Sir, why didn't you warm up in the car? Why didn't you rehearse this before you got here? And when he said, grand dame. Grand, grand, grand dame. dame. <laughs> Not even, wait, not even Grand Dom, not even Grand Dom. It's like Grand Dame. Who <laughs> so, hired this? Who hired this? Was it Ray? I mean, <laughs> Ray's like, you know, Ray? ain't gonna put me on an invitation, but um, I'm gonna give you the most lackluster singing telegram dude in the world. He, he was nowhere to be found. Both in the preparation for this party and at the party and after the party. This She's poor like, guy, all he wants to do is retire in Florida and pay less tax. <laughs> this is like old people. Do, like, why are we still here? I mean, our kids are grown. We have no reason to be here. I am retired. I paid my taxes. No more debt. Can we go to Florida police? You know, and it's just like, I. that was the first time I heard her talk about it. 
It was clear that he had an idea of where their marriage was heading and that Mm -hmm. once they got to a certain age and their kids were out of the house, that they were going to retire in Florida. I get this. This is what my dad is going to do. You know, him and my mom actually bought a house in Florida 10 years ago in preparation to move down to Florida because my mom freaked out at how bad the snow was here. (laughs) She was like, oh, I'm not spending the rest of my she, I'm not spending my elder years in the snow. I will, do it. I will do it by the pool with my umbrella drink. For real. She was like, I am done. We are going. We are going. <laughs> There's no discussion. Good to hell night. And then she started spending winters down in Florida. And my dad would go back and forth because he was still working. And she was like, I'm not going up there. I'm not shoveling. <laughs> Excuse me. You see these hands? These are not shoveling hands. These are sipping hands. I sip my drink with these this hands. Poor woman spent 30 years as a social worker. It was just done. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, no. <laughs> In Minnesota. She was like, oh, she was like I'm not no. doing this. So I get going down to Florida, but mm-hmm. it's just funny that Karen, it almost like that was just not part she wasn't considering what he wants and she makes it sound like he's not into her fragrance line and her being busy i think he just wants her to retire with him and stop running around like a crazy lady nope nope she got she has to buy pink suits she needs big hats she needs the grand dom perfume that i still haven't smelled and for some odd reason she was like oh no it's not an old lady smell i'm like do you know what old I mean, maybe it doesn't smell like white diamonds. That's probably why she's saying that. That's fine. But, you know, I I still want to sniff it because I'm intrigued. What do you think about Wendy? Be honest. I low-key love her. Oh, I'm super into her. I low-key love her. But this, if you are like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, fuck Karen Huger if she doesn't know you. It's like this. Why is she not um, acknowledging me? I'm like, girl, you're a little too accomplished to be running behind Karen Huger. I don't give a fuck where she lives. I'm like, baby, she don't know you. I'm like, you know, I've I've been on, I've been on committees with her. She acts like she doesn't know me. Oh, I'm sorry. I would eat all of that food and drink all of that free booze and be like, okay, well, you invited me to the party, so obviously you know me. So that's what I would do. But uh, this is like the this is your sticking point. And I don't know why that is it's like, girl. So it's like, excuse me, talk about her melting, like melting glue in her wig. I'm like, I wonder I if it was know. just producers keep asking about it. Cause they, they like love it. like issues between the women. They do. So they, I know I get, they poke and prod. It's like, Wendy, you a little too fabulous and your kids are way too cute. They're so cute. I loved when her and Robin got together for that picnic and their boys all played together. That was mm-hmm. sweet. I liked Very it. Very cute. I did too. You know what? I watch Funky Dineva's videos because he does recaps. And he mentioned something about Robin. I'm like, it's so true. He's like, Rob, he's like, I don't know if this is weird to say, but if I was on the show, the person I would um, be closest to would be Robin because she seems the coolest in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's like one-on-one, I think Robin is super cool. But when she's in the group and she's around Giselle, um, positive or negative it's kind of like she she morphs into like a part of extension of giselle yeah and but one one she seems really cool to hang out with i'm like honestly she does seem like the person i would hang out with in real life she seems really cool it's i'm like what is it about the group and i don't know if it's like when she's around the whole group because that group 
also inc- includes Karen Huger. So it's like, does she, you feel like you have to insert yourself into this group? You don't, because I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm going to sit here and eat my food and I'm going to drink my cocktail because y'all are nuts. Y'all going to stop disrupting my dinners. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, do you see this wild blue beef? I'm not, de- nah. it's, it's, it's done medium rare the way I like it. I'm not dealing with y'all. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Mm-mm. I like seeing the unlikely pairings because, like, you don't see Robin one-on-one with people as often yeah. besides yeah. Giselle. So to see her and mm-hmm. Wendy was fun. And then Wendy is saying how she makes her kids, when they behave poorly, go into their office and look at all the degrees that her and her husband have put together. And I was like, if that is not some, like, immigrant parent influence, then I do like- not know. Like, she's a daughter of, of Nigerian immigrants, mm-hmm. right? So it was like, yeah. And I'm like- my dad's from Russia, and I feel like he luckily he was a little bit more chill because my mom was American but mm-hmm. like there are so many Russian parents who just like are so obsessed with their kids grades and mm-hmm. like really strict and things like that but I was soon as she said that I was like oh yeah that's that I immigrant parent it's so funny to watch <laughs> like, immigrant parents across color lines like they all do the same thing they it's all, like, do the same all do the same shit thing? it's like <laughs> like excuse me do you know how hard I had to fucking work to get here yes what you won't do is embarrass me with a c you gotta get in there and get an a <laughs> you lucky i'm accepting a minus i'm being i'm being very fair right now with a minus but if i see it minus we're still gonna have to talk i'm like what the hell like, what the i hell? related so hard to that <laughs> <laughs> just laughing and then when can candace and ashley go to the bayou bakery and i was looking up where that was i was like where are they it's in courthouse virginia so ashley lives in northern virginia again nowhere near potomac not in potomac and you know since she had the baby there's probably she's not going as far from her house you know you can tell she's just trying to stay closer to home and when she heads in there with that baby stroller and that stroller is bumping every single table and no one is helping the girl out like i would get up if i didn't even know her and try and, and help, her, help move. her at least yeah the chairs out the way i was the like chairs. this is first baby blues i don't know why y'all not helping her because you know there's some people in there <laughs> who were parents who probably had like older children going mm, that poor little thing somebody should help her it's like the assholes who don't stand up for the pregnant woman on the metro you know it's It's like like, the same people so (laughs) you see her this poor girl like going through and then she has to talk to candace who has just been tweeting and saying horrific things about her and say what you want about ashley i think Mm -hmm. she's in denial about her marriage too that doesn't mean she's a bad person it doesn't mean that you need to go after her go after her husband that is like literally there's enough you have so much material to work with when it comes to ashley and her marriage because one ashley had no problem butting to everyone else's marriage so it's like what you yep. won't do is sit here and go oh y'all should respect my marriage did you respect did, 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 did marriage because you had everything to say so it's kind of like you could go there so the only thing i will give candace is when they were talking about you were tweeting and i was giving birth it's like she was tweeting the day of the episode she didn't know you were on labor Okay, so it's like, don't say you knew I was in labor. I bet you she didn't. (laughs) She was just commenting on the episode. (laughs) I know, but but still, but saying that stuff also about another human woman. So another woman and a woman who's like nine months pregnant, you know, regardless of if she's in labor or not, like 
You don't yeah. want to cause that level of stress. But her apology, I actually wrote her apology down. Oh, dear God. Because it was it was really something. And it was very different from like, I'm sorry I offended you. She She went deep with her words. She was like... I can say the way I opined was hurtful to you. So I do apologize to you for not being as sensitive as you needed me to be. Wow. I mean, I like blinked a few times, was like, was that an apology? Because I didn't not, hear an apology. See, that's not an apology. And this and that and what you brought up was a good point. Like it was about whether you knew she was pregnant or not. But here's the thing. That's what Ashley keeps telling her. She's not saying what you said was vile, period. It was vile because I was in labor. I'm like, it's vile, period. You could have stuck with that, especially if she didn't know. But if that is your sticking point, it's like, I didn't know. So that's what she's apologizing for. But, oh, baby, that's not an apology. You can pay me to apologize for you. Pay me. I'm not doing it for free. Candace just can't do it. She She can't do it. I'm sorry the way that I expressed my opinion was hurtful to someone. But, you know bygones bitch no opined opined (laughs) girl like i was vile on the internet and i'm sorry oh that's the free apology the the paid apology you wouldn't have to hit my patreon on my cash (laughs) but that's my that's my that's the free one i was vile as shit and it's like because one she says a lot of vile stuff and there's just like well he and then you feel like you can it's this People deserve you being extra. You people going like second level, and you going sub basement on them, and it's like, baby, that's not even the same thing. Like she went after the black socialites and said, "I hope you drop dead." It's <gasps> like you said this in a live, and I was like, "Sheesh!" I'm like, I have no idea what he said because she was like, "He's he's obese and he's probably having um trouble breathing." I hope he just drops dead, and I was like. What the hell did he say to you other than I hope your mama like trips trips on the train tracks and three trains run her over? Did he say to you? Because I feel like that's not what he said. But even what you said, it's extremely vile. And it's like she didn't address that. But she wrote this very long. She opined about her um her previous tweets that I am almost guessing that she meant every word she said that's not what the issue is here it's more of you're going like it was 10 years ago it's like interesting that it hasn't come up when you first got on the show it did not come up no one didn't do this deep dive but see this is what happened when you are nasty to bloggers and it is their job to do research it is. And she was just like, girl, what were you doing? It's also, I think, had she not been so vocal about the Vanderpump Rules kids' racism and their horrible mm-hmm. tweets, which granted, like, people should be vocal about that. But yeah. then for her to go back on her tweets that are really homophobic and fat phobic and just awful and say, oh, but that was 10 years ago. Well, what about those kids who were racist eight years ago? Is it like, you know, it, I just, I just think she should have. Been, I, I wish people would be more honest with their apologies. I wish they would take more time and then maybe go on an, like an Instagram live and apologize as opposed to having this like pre-written out something from a PR agent on like online stationery. Someone pointed out. I don't it was- stop with these note app apologies. Apple is going to yank that notes app. You're like, you know what? Obviously, <laughs> y'all can't have nice things, so you don't need this anymore because y'all write these piss poor, stupid 
apologies. And it's like, you know what? We just want y'all to have nice things. And I'm like, I don't want you taking away my notes app because sometimes I use my phone as a scanner. So stop trying to mess up my scanner because <laughs> y'all don't know how to apologize. I'm sick of oh, y'all. Candace, Candace. It's like, girl, what kind of, what, what is that? And the bad part about it is if Ashley argue back, you'd be like, well, I said I was sorry. The minute you say that to me, that means you, I know you don't mean it. Yeah. Oh, she's a tough one. Mm. Also, we have my uh, Monique puts the kids to bed with minimal help from Chris. Um, <laughs> is what I wrote down. <laughs> I thought it was so cute that her kids shared a room. I know they live in this massive mansion, but when I was little, I wanted to share a room with my brother. My parents wouldn't mm-hmm. let us because my brother was a bad sleeper. And he woke me up regularly anyhow. But Mm -hmm. how fun would it have been to, like, share a room? That would have been so fun. Yeah. And it was so cute to see them, you know. Share a room? That's really cute. I thought it was adorable. She wrote online that people, like, because people were like, why are they sharing a room? And she's like, because they want to. And when they're older and they don't want to anymore and it's not appropriate. And I think it's also because they're two different genders. So yeah. I feel like these are two little boys, two little girls, because I think Robin's little boys share a room mm-hmm. and they don't really, no one really says anything. But it's like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, someone's going to say something really stupid. Right. Yeah. They're four and six. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're at this age where it's like, it's still super cute. And also... The, the the gender assignments that were we assign kids at that age hasn't hit them yet. Maybe nine or ten, you're gonna see them going, get out of my room. But <laughs> you know, if they can keep each other company and not go wake up mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I don't see a problem with this. I'm like because they're, they're young. They're so cute. Chris yeah. normally seems like a really supportive husband. I couldn't tell if he was just like in a bad mood or if he just has this attitude of like Monique should raise the kids and cook and do all the work and sleep with me all the time. And I, I just could <laughs> It's just like, Chris, chill <laughs> out, like, buddy. He seemed like I peeped his like uh, somewhat traditional gender roles mm-hmm. when he first got there. So it's kind of like I'm... I'm somewhat disappointed, but I'm not surprised at the same time. Because he seemed very much like, hey, I make all this money. You can spend it however you want. Because that's how he did when she first got there. It was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot of money, but she can do what she wants. I'm like, you know, I got, I make all the money, do whatever you want. So he's still taking that. But it's like, sir, you're not in the NFL right now. This is not the same thing. A friend of mine, um, I, think it, I think it was season two, Potomac, when they did mm-hmm. a casino night uh, a friend of mine works as a dealer for like parties oh. so that when you rent uh, or you say, okay, can you come and do like my kid's bar mitzvah or like whatever it is. Oh, okay. And it was, it ended up being something from the Real Houses of Potomac. And it's hard for me to remember that far back. But mm-hmm. he, when he was like, Chris Samuels is here. And I was like, I know. <laughs> Oh my God, he's right there. He's You're like, like he's I, like legit famous. I was like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I hung out with him the whole night. He sat at oh. my table and I just dealt him and he was so nice. And his wife was yeah. really lovely. Because they seem really nice. They seem like a nice couple. They're very supportive. But I think for Chris, it's like, look, I wasn't helping you raise these babies before. So I don't know why you try to <laughs> tell me to come and raise them now. I'm like, wasn't I just paying for help before? I, mean, I don't. Uh, Let's do something different. Like, what's what's going on here? And then the other Chris, what what was he doing? They did a little picnic, a barbecue picnic with him and Candace. I like the white Chris. 
I do like White Chris. A I lot. I think he's hilarious and he's very cute. And I like that he's very, hey, I'm going to cook this dish and this is what I'm doing. You go over and test this. And he's very much, he listens to her. So I think I like that about him. I like all the house husbands that seem to actually listen when the wives talk. And both Chris's, to a certain extent, not the same level, they both listen to their wives when they talk. Because they were like, wait, what did you just say? That's fucked up. What you mean? Look, uh. He also okay. makes fun of Candace in like the best way from love, from mm-hmm. love. She's like, well, yeah. what do they think I'm going to do? And he's like, I don't know, toss a butter knife. <laughs> like, I mean, why are you acting like he's not saying something true? I mean, it's kind of funny. It's but. so funny. It's so funny. And he loves her and he's very yeah. patient with her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then. My favorite scene of this whole episode was Giselle's friend Cal coming over to like. I love when Cal. Oh my god, he's such a sweetheart. I love when he's there. I'm like, I love Cal. We need to meet him. I want to meet him. I just want to sit around and have like calamari and wine with him. I'm like, I feel like we would just laugh for the whole time because he seems very fun, and he he seems to balance Giselle out because I like Giselle when he's. And scenes with her. So it's super interesting. And he's just so, to kiss her ass. He's so wise. Which is different than Robin. Yeah. 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 He definitely challenges her. Because mm-hmm. it's like hard to watch her talk about Jamal right now and the kids. Because she's not like getting it. And it's been at this point, her and Jamal had been back together for many months. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's just happened, right? So when this yeah. is being filmed, it's months into it, and the kids are still not adjusting. So there's a reason for that, right? And if all three of them are having the same reaction, maybe listen to what they're trying to tell you, you know? Yeah. And because y'all didn't break up because, you know, y'all marriage didn't just work out. You broke up because their father was a cheater, and they know that because these kids aren't babies either these are older kids so they were there so they know so that's why they're like yeah i'm not gonna get my hopes up about this because it was interesting that they had no problem with her boyfriends because they wasn't their cheating father mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh i don't know why you thought like, i mean he's your dad you mean the dad that cheated on you repeatedly i'm not happy about this I'm and like, then yeah. Tries to act like he's the father of the year whenever you're around instead of how he normally is. Like that would upset me the most. He was like, "Um, I bought you a restaurant. I'm sorry. Can I just go to the, I just want to go to concerts. I just want lip gloss from, I want lip bar. Can I get a lip bar gift certificate? (laughs) I don't want a fucking restaurant. I'm like, I bought you a restaurant. Aren't you excited? Do you know about, so one of them said, do you know most restaurants fail in the first year? So I shouldn't say that to you, right? I guess I should. <laughs> so why are you giving me a business that could fail? I think did close. Yes, it was like so great. COVID. I have a percentage of zero. What is a what's a percent of zero? It's still zero. What you want me to do? I <sighs> am a child. I can't do nothing with this. And yeah, I think his restaurant is closed. I'm like, I need Cal to come out with a self help book though, because when he was like, lead with love. I was like, closing my eyes, I was like, Mandy, lead with love. <laughs> like, I get angry. You're like, lead with love. Oh, this is my mantra for the rest of 2020. Lead with love. And I, I think like- she's going to try and show her girls that Jamal can be trusted. But mm-hmm. 
it's up to them to, you know, develop a relationship with their dad where they feel confident and their dad being back together with their mom. And right now they're not confident with that. They're not comfortable with it. Right. They're not. And honestly, that's not up to Giselle. That's up to Jamal. It's like she can tell you until she's blue in the face that he's changed. But if he has not demonstrated that, they're going to go, mommy is getting played again. <sighs> so this is going to be interesting. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I was like team grace on this. I'm like, girl, I'm not impressed with this. Does this mean like fidelity? This is monogamy because that's what I want you to give me. Oh. Like, I, don't, I don't need you to give me a restaurant that I'm not even at because it's in Atlanta and I live in Potomac, Maryland. Oh, God. So let me get to Karen's party. <laughs> Let's get into this. This is something else. Karen's party. It was like, what, what kind of party is this? Is this a costume party? I'm like, it's a theme party. I'm like, I've never seen a home home house homewarming housewarming party or welcome back to Potomac girl why didn't you just do a parade I feel like you could have just did a parade through Potomac said the grand dom is back and saved you some money but you know maybe I don't know the things well what would she have done with that acrobats (laughs) I mean you know she could have had a parade I mean Barnum and Bailey is closed so I'm sure there are a lot of circus performers out of work they would have (laughs) they would have appreciated hello they're like oh wait you want to cash at me some money to do what I did? Fine. Not a problem. Actually, a parade would have been hilarious through Potomac with like... I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> she could have been on a float. <laughs> it had been great. Wait a minute. She'd been sitting in the car waving like Nene was at the parade. It was driving the car like, I'm just driving the car, y'all. <laughs> it's her welcome back. I'm sorry. Now it's, I want a parade from Karen Huger. I do. I... Uh... I love Karen, but I really wish that Ray was more involved in this party because it was really hard to watch. It's almost like she can't quite figure out why they're drifting apart in their marriage. And then she throws this party without any consideration for him. And he goes to bed partway through. And and he's like, I'm going to bed. He's like, like, I'm an old man. (laughs) There are no H's. It's all K's. I'm like, I could see if both of them had a K initial, then you could write this off. But not even a K and R. Not even an H. It's just a K. And he was just like, this is her party. I don't need a party. So I feel like Ray reminds me of my dad of like, he's like, I don't need all this pomp and circumstance. I will eat this crab ball, though. (laughs) Exactly. Um, when Robin showed up with the pizzas. This is why I like Robin. That like, was a I'm moment. One of those, I was like, I thought that was extremely cute. And I'm pretty sure she came up with that idea all by herself. And it was so super cute. Everybody like, oh my God, it's so shady. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't think anybody's not finding this funny. It's funny. Including Karen. She was it's... like, that's great. She's like, I will eat this pizza. It probably is good. I don't know where she got it from. <laughs> She's like eating it as she goes up. Um, it was just, and then Giselle and Candace chat and about how Giselle, we, she, she was offended. She was called a monster. But in fairness to Candace, she was called a Giselle monster, which doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. almost like like mm-hmm. a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's the Giselle monster. And it was like, so, and that's what happens when you play the game of telephone. Because yeah. how she meant it is not going to come back to um Giselle and it was hilarious that she was like how are you just gonna say this about me and I'm sitting here thinking so I like you 
but I feel like this is hilariously funny. I feel like the conversation should have been, so I know I can be a lot. I know I can be a lot in rooms, but you calling me a monster to Wendy, um, you may know because you've been around me, so you know me a little while, but she doesn't. So if you're calling me a monster, she's going to think something different, which is different than what she said. Don't you talk about me? I'm like, girl, you, you're hot or kettle. Please let me know which one you are, because that is super hilarious to me. That conversation is hilarious Two people who don't necessarily do accountability sell a little bit more. She'd be like, oh, I know I, what I did was pretty shady. I, I own it. It was shady. I'm telling you. Just in case you didn't think so, it is. I meant to be shady, but I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. <laughs> yeah. Hi. What? It's oh, those two. I don't think that'll ever work with Candace and um, Giselle. It's just, and no. then at the end, they're all kind of, it was actually the most interesting and relatable conversation was when they were all talking about their relationships and the various stages mm-hmm. that their marriages mm-hmm. are in, whether mm-hmm. it's before having kids, just starting to have kids, having young kids, kids out of the house, and then like how kind of hard it is to navigate that with a partner. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really relatable, you know, and it was kind of sweet. I really like when housewives have... Th- I feel like the shows aren't good if it's only young women. I don't right. like only young housewives. I don't need to see a bunch of 30-year-olds running around with crying kids. But having a dose of the grand dame, having some older, wiser women, not always mm-hmm. wiser, but older, I like mm-hmm. seeing the mix between them. It doesn't yeah. have to be mother-daughter-like. I don't want any of that Ramona, Leah shit. Like, that's creepy. But yes. having, like... You know, just someone who's older than you that is your friend. Like seeing Candace and Karen Huger be friends, I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. I like the way Karen is. At first, I liked her, how she was with Ashley until things blew up. But I also like the way that she is with Monique. Because what I like about Karen is that if she's your friend, uh, you know, Sans Giselle, because I feel like they are more surface friends than anything. I don't think they're as deep as there at least not anymore but i like the way that she's very supportive of her actual people she actually considers friends because i don't think she considers giselle a friend and how supportive she is of them it's like maybe you meant it this way maybe you should look at it differently this way so it's good to have someone who's older than you and and is wiser saying think of things another way that sounds like something as stephanie is in therapy and that's something a lot of women like to tell you, especially if they see value in you and they're like, let me give you some, sometimes you have to look at things another way. So usually I, I usually kind of side with Karen. Cause I feel like Karen usually it's like, no, I can see why Karen would say that. I'm like, she's not wrong. <laughs> it's like, it's not wrong. But Candace is one of those people where she's like, Oh no, my way is best. But didn't you just ask me for advice? I, I feel like you, Okay, then what the fuck you asked before? See, Karen, <laughs> see, Karen will not tell you. I'm like, girl, I have things to do. There are happy hours that I could be going to. We're in a pandemic. I am just saying my fantasy of going to happy hour. Okay, guys? <laughs> you know, one day. I'm like, I miss happy hour. I miss happy hour sushi. I miss happy hour cocktails. And now I got to go to Uber Eats and spend an arm and a leg on sushi. And I'm like, God damn it. I could be having this sushi for a very lower price. And now I got to pay an arm and a leg. I got to go through Uber Eats. Well, when this pandemic starts to wind down and gets a little bit better, you and I should go out for sushi somewhere in the Potomac region. (laughs) Yes, we do. Oh, my God. I am down. Happy hour sushi. I am there. 
Yes, because I'm like, I'm like, they're like, why do you say happy hour sushi? There's a difference. Yes, it's the price, y'all. It's the price. It's the same sushi. It's the but same it's sushi. The it's actually more fresh because it's earlier in the day. Yes, absolutely. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't need it under the lights. No, I need <laughs> happy hour. Just started at three o'clock. I'm like, oh, good. Three fifteen. I'm there. And look, <laughs> fresh, fresh, fresh. Okay, let's see. It's like, oop, your past happy hour hours. I'm like, nope. I'm putting these orders right before seven o'clock. <laughs> We are in. We are in 2021. (laughs) At some point during the year, I put in this order at 6:58. Check your thing. You better give me that happy hour. Oh my god! So, should we get into this week's Beverly Hills season finale? I'm see you're preparing yourself. It is a rough one to talk about. It is just, I feel like they just keep kicking the same dead horse and they just won't let it go. And even if they're right, I'm exhausted by it. It's like, I don't care if you're right. I really don't. Um, At this point, I don't care. But full disclaimer, you guys, you're probably going to be like, what? I am in the minority of people who don't. That's funny. I'm a minority saying I'm a minority. Um, (laughs) But I'm in that small sample size of people who don't necessarily hate Teddy. Sometimes it's like, for the most part, she just sits in scenes and doesn't get on my nerves. And sometimes it's like, girl, shut the hell up. It's like, just just sit there and be pregnant. Why can't you just sit there and be pregnant? Why are you talking? Yeah, she's trying to earn her paycheck. But but I do love that pink wig. I I love her hair. I'm like, that is super cute. I I liked pregnant Teddy because she talked less, but... I I never had a real big problem with Teddy because sometimes I'm like, well, she's not exactly wrong. Erica is my fave, but sometimes Homer's like, like I ain't telling y'all bitches shit. I mean, honestly, look at the material. Why are y'all blaming her? <laughs> like, it's why are you tough. blaming her? <laughs> it's tough. I think at the end of the day, this is a workplace issue, and they are truly fighting over contracts, over how Denise works less and gets paid more. And instead of saying how annoyed they are that she gets preferential treatment or got preferential treatment, you know, they go after her. And yes, she definitely probably slept with Brandy. I believe she did. And And, I'm like, you know, but. At the end of the day, they could have brought it up and they could have moved on. It didn't have to keep going and going and going and bringing Brandy in, you know, bringing Brandy that party. I, But at the same time, I think Denise, probably because of her divorce and all the stuff she's gone through in the last 20 plus years of her life, she probably has this sense of like, okay, when shit gets real, I hunker down, I turn off my phone, I like focus, and it was a self-preservation thing. And I don't deal with things that way, but I can understand how someone would. So for them to go after her and be like, but we were worried about you, I believe Dorit was worried about her. I do. She's the only one, honestly, and maybe Erica but they were so full of shit. And I'm like, this is and about I don't like to I don't want to victim blame because that's not what this is. But baby, you are way too famous to not be to not be controlling this narrative. She really could could control this better. And I'm like, this is that's the problem. It's like, yeah, okay. She bleeped my bleep. 
okay, what else is going on? I mean, is something else going on? We can just talk about it. It's like, you made it a bigger deal than honestly, this seems like it should have been. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get in your marriage. I don't want to get it. Because at the beginning of this season, when she had an issue with them bringing up sex in front of her children, they're like, how dare you? You talked about your penis. Is it your, your man's penis? Hi, question. Were your kids there when she said it? That was the issue she had. It's not yeah. you can talk about, but she's saying in front of her kids. And even though they're showing like, see, her kids didn't really care. I'm like, yeah, but her kids still heard it. Her kid's father is still Charlie Sheen. I'm like, I, you could have just been like, oh, totally get it. Because in front of her kids, even Garcelle was cursing in front of her kids. She's like, get away from here so I could curse. Y'all didn't have an issue with Garcelle saying that. But she yeah. said it to her children. And it was like, why y'all acting like Denise is wrong in this? She's not. I think they were taking it too far until Denise was like, well, then I won't bring my kids around you. Yeah, and she went too far. I was like, girl, that it's not that deep. Just threw all the gasoline on the fire. I mean, it's it like, was just like, what are you doing? Because that's then they felt like, wow, you can't trust your kids around me. Like, what could what does that say about me? And they think it's all about them instead of mm-hmm. about Denise. And so and they just couldn't get past it. And I yeah. think the end of the day, they that Denise is a lot more manipulative and controlling than she comes off. Mm-hmm. I think she's very good at coming off how she wants to and gets a great edit. And I think they were pissed at it. And mm-hmm. then anytime she something happens that she doesn't like, she shouts, bravo, bravo, bravo. I was like, wait, what is going on here? I'm like, what is she doing? I'm like, why are we breaking the fourth wall? We know that people are there, but why are you doing all of this? She's do. I think she did it a lot because I think they're pissed that she is getting paid more, works less, and then only wants certain things shown. It's like, uh, I'm like, Dorit, we didn't talk about your bankruptcy too much. We didn't talk about your <laughs> too much. We didn't talk about Erica's lawsuit. We didn't talk. There's a lot of things. Well, the, th- that a lot the of difference different wild- between them a bit mm-hmm. and I still think it should have been brought up, was all related to their husbands. They weren't named. So Dorit's husband was the one that was sued. With Erica, it was her husband's law firm, and that was settled. And then with Kyle, it was the agency Mm -hmm. that was sued. So it wasn't them as women. So I guess maybe they thought that was off limits. That's probably why I was like, oh, it could be easily controlled because it's not really me in it. So yeah, I get that. But I do think I'm glad they talked about the lawsuits with PK this year. But it was funny when she was like, Dorit's like, oh, what do people want? The real tax returns of Beverly Hills? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was like, I'm like, wow. Because what? It was kind of like a flashback. And then that was it. And that was over. And it was like, wait a minute. We got to. When Renna was like, I have to lay myself bare. I'm like, lay your what? What? <laughs> so you're pissed at Renna. Renna needs to stop. It was like I was just like I liked Lisa Renna. She seems like the fun person, but I peeped home girl in this finale when Garcel said, "Oh, Denise was supposed to ride with me." And how does that make you feel? Was that Renna saying that, or was it the producers? No, that was Renna. Oh. Renna said that to Garcel. When she's like, "And how does that make you feel?" I'm like, uh, "And how does that make you feel, Garcel?" Oh. It feels like I'm gonna throw my drink in your face, like your name is Gina Keo. <laughs> I like, just, oh, I love Lisa Rinna. I will never stop loving her. I like her on this show. I think she gets. I think 
she warned Denise. I, I remember her saying something a while ago that she warned Denise before going on the show, just so you know, you can't hide anything. Like, this show because people dig stuff up. people dig stuff up so like if this is and i know that you've had a rough past so maybe this isn't the right thing for you Mm -hmm. and denise was like i think it's the right thing for me and then went ahead anyhow right and then she couldn't and she crumbled and instead of i guess what does rena want her to admit defeat like what does she want from denise how dare you lie about a family emergency shut the hell up are you kidding me and technically, it wasn't like, I didn't show- Denise that lied. It was Aaron, because he's the one that texted producers. It said it was family emergency. It was like, he, she didn't lie. She's like, so there was no family emergency? Oh, my God, that's so wrong. I'm like, girl, shut the hell up. <laughs> it's not your party. You were a guest. Be quiet. Do you remember all the drama surrounding Dorit purchasing that house, though, in the press? How people yeah. weren't sure. They were like, oh, she's been renting. Mm-hmm. They don't own. They don't have any money. And so then they actually bought this place. And I think she wanted to show it off. And mm-hmm. it felt like it's a beautiful home, but it felt yeah. like one of those Valley Village homes on steroids. Like one of the, you know, Vanderpump Rules so, kids. It was like selling Sunset. It was yes. Like, okay, so it, is this, are we staging this? That someone's about to buy this? Or do you really live here? Because I feel like you don't. I feel like they don't. I mean... Why were there Christmas decorations? They're Jewish. And it wasn't just like lights and a tree. It was like, it was like full a on holiday winter wonderland. Yeah. Um, are you doing this because of the people? Are, are you? Is it because of your was, Gentile guests? Is that what you're <laughs> doing this for? And then it's serving like, them alcohol free champagne. Like, I thought Kyle's <laughs> kids were raised Jewish because I could have sworn Mauricio was Jewish. So Kyle is, but I think she misses Christmas and so she likes the decorations. But Kyle oh, okay. is Jewish. And her mm-hmm. family is Jewish. So mm-hmm. I get that a bit more if you were raised doing Christmas. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to yeah. be all about Jesus. It's like everyone loves a freaking tree. Who doesn't? It's right? This Jewish life. girl loves a beautiful tree and some lights. <laughs> I love it. I love some eggnog and some mm-hmm. hot chocolate and singing whatever reindeer stupid song you got and wearing matching pajamas. I will do it all. Okay. But when you come to my home, I have my menorah. <laughs> okay. It's like... Excuse me, I don't have, we have a bush here. It was so ridiculous and it just felt so bizarre, you know? And I I totally forgot that until you mentioned it. It's like, oh yeah. I was like, is it just me? (laughs) I know they're Jewish. (laughs) Right. It's like, until you just said it, I did not realize it. I was like, oh. Well, I know because when I found out PK was Jewish, I Mm -hmm. felt like it was, it brought shame to the whole community. But... (laughs) Like, but you are shaming us all. He has Get away from us. redeemed himself by staying <laughs> out of the drama and poking fun at himself. It's so weird to watch PK go like, I hear you, but no, I'm not doing this again. Let me just... Let me just here. be. Let me I just don't want to hear about Denise and Brandy. This is not... Nope. And he's like, unless they're going after you, I'm not fighting this battle. He and learned all like, that from Vanderpump. He was just like, after all that stuff. And I think it was easy for him to get involved because he had a relationship outside of the show with Lisa. So I feel like that was easier for him to do. But then he got into it with Erica in this weird way. And I was like, okay, I think you need to take a step back. And so did Aaron. And I'm like, I feel like Erica just be drinking cocktails and minding her business. But then y'all ask her opinion and she give it and do y'all get mad? I'm like, I'm very confused. Why did, why did, why did you ask her? Oh, you thought she was going to give you a 
different answer. Got it. Okay, that's fine. She's not going to. She's like, that's kind of. We asked Denise, and she said. <laughs> It was funny when they did um, the like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like the timestamp. Like, time I thought it was like? going to be so much more serious than what it was. Like that, you would really need to know the timeline. So this is a fun fact about the finale. I had started watching it like twenty minutes in, but I had it on my DVR. Like I tweeted, I'm like, "Y'all, I'm here," but I'm twenty minutes behind. But I had already seen people talking about the timestamps, and I'm like, "Timestamps," and I'm like, "Wait, it just says Friday. What are we doing?" It's like, "Why? What? Friday? Fifteen minutes later? I'm like what? <laughs> like woo? Because we- usually those timestamps mean shit is going down, and usually it's like six oh seven p.m. and you're like. Yeah! Sonia is shit faced and it's 607. Oh Lord knows what's gonna happen by I eight. Time slot for every time she got a drink. I'm like, but Friday. What? I'm like, why are y'all doing this? I have no idea. I, like, I I don't understand any of it. I wish I wish I'm excited for the reunion because mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that they talk about what they're truly upset with. And not mm-hmm. just about her and Brandy, but what about Denise is pissing them off? Yeah, because I think the whole thing with her not bringing her kids, I feel like that should have been a conversation between her and Aaron. It was like, you know, I told the women I'm not comfortable. I'm just not going to bring my kids around them. She could have said that. I feel like they would still get mad. That This would have been like a reunion topic. Like, so you said that in your confessional. What the hell does that mean? It was like, I asked you guys and you guys were like, Ugh, why? Excuse me. It's an adult party. I'm an adult. I like dick. I don't understand why I can't say I like it because. No one saying you can't say it. I would just say my kids heard it. So I know they probably were thinking like, see, her kids didn't even care. And it was like, yeah, but they still heard it. Yeah. And it's her decision on, you know, who her kids can be around. Yeah. That yeah. is totally her decision. But they must be frustrated at Denise for other things. And I think production is livid at Denise because she signed a contract and she broke it. She was like, I'm not doing it. And I think, you know what, in this roundabout way, this has to do with Lisa Vanderpump because of how they are talked about on social media all last year. They couldn't even tweet out the sky is blue without people running to their mentions like, fuck you, bitch. I hope you ride in hell. What kind of... It was like, I oh, know. I hated watch. I hated going on Twitter last season when the Beverly Hills was on because it was like, man, people were vile. So I think that is just like residual as well. And now here it is. We're going through this again. We look like the mean girls, but you lied. And it's like, yeah, but also low key, none of this shit was y'all business to begin with. Mm-hmm. This and I get business. being frustrated bringing Brandy around. Garcelle, right. did you see Garcelle um, posted a picture <laughs> like, and cropped out picture. Brandy? She's like, I sure did. I like, sure yeah. did. She's like, I don't know her. And Garcelle had a very good point. It was like, I don't under, because she doesn't know Brandy either. She was like, wait a minute. Y'all are friends with Denise, but you believe Brandy, but you're her friend. Why do you believe Brandy over Denise? More so, I'm like, I agree, because it's like, I'm looking at it like, so you guys must obviously not have watched Beverly Hills as long as I did, because I watched her not once, but twice lie on people. But she, but to Brandy's credit, she actually flat out said that she lied. Oh, yeah, I was just making that shit up. So it was kind of like the fact that she 
picked this hill to die on and say, I am not lying. The stuff about Adrian Maloof, she said she lied. She said stuff about Lisa, she said she lied. The stuff she said about Taylor, she said she lied. The stuff she said about Kim, she said she lied. But this, she's like, no, I'm not lying about this. And she's one of those people that's like, hey, I might, you know, throw shade and just say shit because I'm angry. But she seems like it's kind of like, what you won't do is call me a liar when I know I'm telling the truth. And it's like, we don't care, but you made it a point because y'all didn't have anything else to talk about. And I wanted to see shit about Chicago. That's the issue. If they didn't talk about Denise and Brandy or Denise and her kids or whatever it was, what you been there's talking about? nothing happening. And I'm like, hello, Erica was on Broadway. Teddy was pregnant. Dorit is very fascinating with her staged Instagram. And I'm like, why the hell do I like Dorit this season? Because I have not liked her. Because I'm like, she don't take accountability either. And that whole Lucy Lucy apple juice, we're mad at Lisa. I'm like, time out. I'm mad at actually the person who didn't turn in the dog the way that she was supposed to. Why are we all not mad at Dorit? Because I'm mad at Dorit. I feel like, why y'all mad at Lisa? She yeah. didn't make her pay the ten thousand dollar fee. She's like, I'm not. I'm going to like waive that. No, bitch, you won't pay this ten thousand dollars since you decided to just drop this dog off to somebody else. Do you think they were upset? Well, it, clearly they were upset because LVP probably sold stories to Radar Online. But do you think they were upset because they were all in hot water legally at the time and were worried? Are they next? Like, if she did I it to so. them, it has yeah, to be. It's kind of like it was super weird because her relationship with Kyle has always been interesting to me because it was like they were really good friends, allegedly. And then every so often it was like they were walking, especially Kyle, on eggshells. Any little thing, it was like their friendship is like frayed. I'm like, why is your friendship so fragile that somebody like a Brandy or a Dorit can break this up if it's such on solid ground. It's super weird. So I don't blame Lisa going, wait a minute, do you honestly think I would do this? And she's like, I would. And I'm like, so I I get what you're saying, but I also get why Lisa's like, you can get the fuck out of my house. So it's like, I see both. I understand. I was like, y'all relationship is so fragile. It's so fragile because Lisa Vanderpump is a full-fledged narcissist and can't be accountable for absolutely anything that she does. Everything is somebody else's doing. And so you can't actually have a true deep friendship because you can never talk about where you've failed. Or even like show that like vulnerability. It's kind of like you can't show doubt in her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a mess these ladies are in. It's like, why y'all doing this? Y'all keep doing the mean girl thing, but then saying, don't clock us for doing the mean girl thing. I'm sorry, doctor, my head. I don't know what y'all want me to say. But y'all were doing this weird thing with Denise. It was like... I just wish one of them was like, you know what? We should just drop this Denise and Brandy thing. Let's focus on what she's been saying behind our backs. That's what's clearly upsetting us. Because that is. And Denise did it. And do the other ones do it? I'm sure they do. But Denise definitely said crap about Teddy and then Mm -hmm. acted like she had no problem with Teddy to her face. Oh, my God. No, I would never. Bitch, yes, you did. I saw the dang You were in the car with Garcelle and Lisa. That's why she looked at you like, wait a minute. I was... 
I was there. I know you talk shit about her. Like, just admit it. Why are, Why can't you admit it? And I think Denise, just if she did, then everything would unravel. And then people would find out that she had an extramarital affair with Brandy. And then that would impact her kids and her custody arrangement and all mm-hmm. of that. And Aaron seems like a really difficult, controlling, angry man. And I think she really doesn't want to piss him off. He's like, literally, stop, stop bringing him around because he's annoying. What in the 5G are you talking about? What in the 5G? Nonsense. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? Can you just be pretty with your big dick, alleged? (laughs) We haven't seen it. You haven't started your OnlyFans, so we don't know. So I cannot say it's big. She's saying it. I'm like, I mean, she's sucking it. So that's probably why she's saying that. I have not seen it. We would like to see it and judge for ourselves. Well, she did post that picture on Instagram last year with him laying oh, with like right. his arm above and like he was in the sheets and you could definitely see the outline. And so, but then and she took that down so quick. He's like, if you don't get that shit off the No, internet. I think her kids said something to her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I think she's really sensitive to, she's trying to be everything, right? She wants to be, and at the end she was like, I can be everything. I can be the you know girl from wild things and i can have Mm. a free sexual life and i can also be a doting and devoted mother and that is true she can be all of those things but she needs to she really does need to own it and i feel like she only wanted to show a part of her life for the show and the rest of the women were like yeah we don't like that this it goes back to it's like whatever the shows are in la that revolve Mm. around beverly hills like Mm. you know vanderpump rules all of the fights that they get are get in are about some people not showing their whole life, right? They all fight with each other about yeah. we bleed for this show. We show awful things about ourselves and you don't. You pretend blah, 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 blah. So whatever. I'm kind of over it. I do want to see more new blood next season. I, I did... I turned on Sutton at first. I did not like her. I did not understand her. I was confused by her. I'm still confused by her. I am more confused by what she wears than by her personality. <laughs> she's like a it's walking. Funny for someone who what, dresses like that to talk about someone else's fashion. I'm like, this makes no sense to me. She is a but walking sure. doily. Like, like she, what on earth? We're talking about Kyle's line and you have... No, I feel like if Erica Jane is not talking about nobody's fashion, because homegirl dresses, and I've always liked Erica's fashion. I actually liked Dorit this season with her fashion. So if those two, when Dorit talked about Kyle's line, I'm like, fair. <laughs> like, I think you, you're the you one. You know fashion. Button, yeah. It's like Sutton is like, you just know labels. You know labels and you know money. Yeah. You know labels and money. You know people. Also, I do enjoy Sutton, except for that kitchen comment. I was like, if you don't talk about that. Fire <laughs> fuck up. I'm like, did you say I'm from the South? I'm like, ma'am, you're a white woman from the South, so I don't think you need to talk too much. So it was interesting because I thought the comment may not be that well received. But then Garcelle was like, I see you, Sutton, as if it was Mm -hmm. a cool thing to say. And granted, people can have their own opinions about Mm -hmm. that. But like, how what did you think about that? So it it bothered me at first. She's like, in my kitchen, I'm like, you don't have a kitchen. 
that I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you're like, I'm sorry, do you bring up a kitchen in front of Dorit? No, the fuck you don't because you think that's cool to relate to Garcelle because you're trying to relate to her some way. I'm like, girl, no, I don't need you to use vernacular representing me for you to just respect me as a person. Um, I was, I cringed like, ill but i think garcelle is one older than me so she has gotten to this point where i've been around enough white ladies in hollywood i know how y'all get down let me just laugh this off like okay girl you might Mm -hmm. have some black friends because sometimes i think especially when you're black and you're around other white women seems like those who have black friends say certain things or a little bit more comfortable with blackness but that's not always true because you know ivanka has black friends but certain black friends. So there's that. Oh, I just didn't know the history of, I mean, a lot of people aren't familiar with the history of black hair and uh, women, black women and how their hair has been tried to be controlled and Mm -hmm. the length people have gone to, to try and straighten their hair to fit sort of like Eurocentric standards. Mm -hmm. And I just, and then when she said, yeah, you're a hot comb, I was like, well, wasn't that the thing that burned people? Ma'am. I was like, I wanted to (laughs) smack her through this. I'm like, have you lost your mind? It's like, you, you did not bend your ear with a hot comb, sis. No, you didn't. Don't, you don't have to go that far. Mm -hmm. You could talk about food. Y'all could do, you could do other stuff, but God, it's like between her and Leah, I'm like, shut the hell up. Well, let's get into let's get into Leah because I would love to hear your thoughts on Leah. I've heard Moni's, um, which definitely made me because I feel like the echo chamber that I am in Bravo world wise mm-hmm. is Leah is amazing, the best rookie housewife we've ever seen. Um, she is bringing new life to New York. We need to get rid of everyone but Leah. So, mm-hmm. Stephanie, mm-hmm. I'm inviting you to sound off. I want to know what you think. I hope that Leah Mob gets her feet in cement because she gets on my nerves. How is she a good housewife? Yes. Is she quote unquote the wokest in that group? Yes. That is not a feat because you are looking at other privileged white women talking about this. This woman is, she says cringy shit. And I'm like, y'all don't think it's cringy because you think it's cool. And she's so hood because she wore a little Kim dress to an event and she's like I've been in jail Um, I got my teeth knocked out by a police officer so now I got this money to start my line and I'm so glad that I wasn't the only person going oh it must be nice that you get money and you can start your whole life after being in fucking jail that you can like start a whole life I was like girl you are not as hood I'm like please don't be like I'm talking to these white women in my group and my on, on my cast. Oh my, oh my God, you're not so woke. Bitch, you didn't vote. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Shut up. I, I, it's weird that you want to one-up Ramona. I'm like, girl, that's not hard. Just show her how to properly clean a toilet. I feel like you would win. So I'm like, that is not a game. You and Luann doing this weird thing of we're going to help and we're going to talk about our experience. I'm like, shut the hell up. Those scenes with Luann made me cringe. I was like, are you crying about your one day in jail in front of people who spent years in jail? Yeah, let me put my earbuds in. I'm like, I can't listen to you because you guys are doing the absolute most. I Leah is 
it's super weird. The only thing I will give to Leah is that even though she talked about her diagnosis, Ramona, you don't get to talk about it. And because, well, we found her blog and she talked about it. I don't give a shit. You didn't come from like, a, oh my gosh, I didn't know about this. And I should have been more sensitive. You're like, see, she's dangerous. I'm like, uh, is she bipolar? According to her? Yes. Is she fun to be around? From what I've seen, sometimes not. I'm like, I'm sorry. What you won't do is cause a scene in my fucking party. Because here's the thing. I don't give Ramona a lot, but she wasn't exactly wrong about you. You were being a mess. Yeah. These are 50, 60-year-old white women going, what the fuck are you doing? And like, who is this clown? I'm like, I'm sorry. You are weird. You've been weird all season. And like, everybody loves it. I'm like, am I the only one going, um, I don't <laughs> want to be around her? When you say she acts hood, because I think she just sounds, um, I guess, more with it, like more in tune with what's happening in the real world. Like these ladies live in sort of like a time gone by they on the Upper East Side. They definitely live in a bubble. It's like, especially. Sunday. Right. It's like, sure. So I like the way she is talking now, but her it's like, oh, I got to educate these other white women. I'm like. You mean the white women who know exactly what the fuck is going on, but they don't care. See, it's not about you saying they don't know. They don't care. Ramona don't give a shit. Yeah. The women don't give a shit. So, you don't. they don't care, ma'am. You are not Carol. This seemed more authentic with Carol. Mm-hmm. It's like, with you, it's like, is this a fad kind of like your line of clothing? So, I don't think she's a bad person, and I think she probably is growing. She's like, I have black friends, and I'm like... I can probably almost guess that majority of your black friends are male. Well, at the party, you saw Sonia hitting on all of them. <laughs> and she goes to her party and she says, I could be your grandma to one of these young black men. And then she's like, I think he's maybe 24 and sits down. And he was like, um, he said, I partied with uh, Captain Morgan last night. And she's like, and you got Lady Morgan tonight. <laughs> It's like Sonia was like mercy. She was like these young hot men. She was like <laughs> like putting her Girl, arms you, around you them. Wanted to say black so bad, but she's like hot men. Oh my girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like Sonia, you are not slick. <clears throat> I get it. So I I like the the jolt she's given Real Housewives of New York. I just. After like the third time of her acting a fucking fool, I'm bored. I'm like, girl, okay. can you do something else? First time you run around like throwing tiki torches because one blinked at you wrong. I don't remember why she started attacking them. I think it was Charlottesville. You know how they carried the tiki torches mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. And she was like, uh, tiki torches. Wah! I'm like, girl, I'm sorry. What just happened? Why is there a vibrator <laughs> in the pasta? What the fuck happened last night? <laughs> so it's like i like leah for the show but sometimes i feel like it's a little fake and that okay it doesn't read authentic it not saying that she's not being authentic it just doesn't read authentic to me it felt a little bit more authentic with carol and people still kind of like oh whatever carol you're just saying it because you know the kennedys i'm like i don't know i feel like if her and bethany were on the same show i don't think that would work I don't I'm think it would work. Bethany is off the train because I feel yeah. like Bethany would be like, "What the fuck is your problem?" I'm like, "Thank you, somebody said it." <laughs> it's just interesting to see how do you feel about Dorinda being off the show, even though I thought she was being very 
mean. She was being mean to people who deserved it. I will say that. Except Tinsley? for Tinsley. Okay. No, except for Tinsley. Lily, I I love Tinsley in a way that is super weird. I'm like, I love her so much. She's so sweet. She cries about unfertilized eggs in the freezer. And I'm like, oh my God, I love her. I love her with her dogs that only know Chinese. I'm like, I am very confused by that. But there is something that I love. I missed Tinsley and it's weird. She left halfway through. But Dorinda (sighs) clocking people. It's like Dorinda could go so mean. But this wasn't new. So it's weird that y'all acted like this was new. She did this last season. And the season before. And, and the season, season before, before that. Yeah. So it was like, this isn't new. It's just like, now you're like, okay, so um, I need this puppy to do a new trick because you've been doing this for years. So I'm kind of sad to see her go. I, I would w- have wanted like the edit that Tinsley got for Dorinda. If we knew this was her last season, I'm going to, I'm going to miss Dorinda because I like her. I'm kind of glad John is gone, but I would love to see her more with Hannah because I like her scenes with Hannah. I just, there was something going on there and you could tell. And it's like, we didn't, we're not able to see it. Like what is really going on? Like, why are you really mad at Luann? Why are you really mad? Why is like, why is Tinsley not being honest with you? Such a big damn deal. It's like, first of all, Tinsley better than me. Cause I'm like, this is none of your business. You need to get the fuck out of my face. But Tinsley's so sweet. She was just like, I don't understand. Why is she just stop being mean to me? I'm like, I was ready to drive. Dorinda, leave her alone. She don't owe you anything. She don't have to tell you your business. And also, y'all talk too damn much. I know. I, I thought Dorinda went too far this season, but I thought she deserved a redemption season. And I wanted Correct. to see her work through. But if she was not willing to confront her demons and mm-hmm. work through her anger issues, mm-hmm. then it probably wouldn't have been worth it. And I think she didn't really ever own up or apologize to how she treated Tinsley. And if that's the case, then it'll be really difficult to move forward with her. But she's such a staple. Like when she started on The Real Housewives in New York, it felt like she'd been there forever. Right. Right. You know, and yeah, I laugh at how she thinks she's so intelligent and highbrow because she knows the Clintons when she really clearly doesn't. Like, did you ever watch that Watch What Happens Live with Hillary where she did a Shotsky with Hillary? It was on, I talk about this a lot. It was on March 5th. And I like, as soon as Andy Cohen got COVID, I was like, I hope Hillary's okay. It's like, hello, we need her. They shared the same ski. And so then Dorinda got from the audience and like, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of almost had to like reintroduce herself to Hillary as if like Mm -hmm. I'm Richard's ex-wife as if Hillary's supposed to know Richard that well. You Do you know, know how Richard. many people are in their orbit? Like, yeah, you got a picture that with Kamala. Richard. You know? Right. It's like, girl, what what are you doing? You know, so, like, and then she goes for. to Leah's married to the mob party, and she says everyone is, like, no one got dressed. They're all in sweatpants. And it's like, oh, my God. Dorinda, none of them wore the appropriate clothing, but at least Dorinda made a joke at the end. She's like, I look like I'm ready for work. I'm Karen from HR. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. But Leah was like, none of these people understand what streetwear is. You 
Still, okay. Can we? Can you explain? Because I actually don't think I understand what streetwear is. I don't understand any fashion shit. I don't understand lines. I don't understand brands. I am just going about my merry business. Wearing, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now that says Door County, Wisconsin on it. So that tells you how much <laughs> I know about, I like, about clothing. What do you know about streetwear? It's like, like I spent. A few days in jail. I got my teeth knocked out by the cops. I am hood. No, the fuck you're not. You're not. It's like, um, they don't know streetwear. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, do you? Because I feel like you don't really know it either. And that's starting to grate on my nerves that you're like, I'm the I'm the young one that was Tinsley. So let's like get that shit together. I'm the young one. I can treat, teach these women hood stuff. I'm like, yes, please tell me what hood you're from. <laughs> No, Chelsea, <laughs> girl. It's like if you don't leave me alone, it's like please stop acting like because you're younger, you're hood. I'm like I feel like Dorinda's more hood than you, but that's neither here nor there. It, like, and I'm using this term so loosely because I'm still talking about a bunch of white women. I'm like it, none of you, just absolutely none of you. Please stop, Leah. I'm like your streetwear consists of t-shirts and sweatpants. If that's what they were wearing, or, I feel like. Then that means, yeah, just in tennis shoes, like or different or this running is shoes. Wear. I'm like, um, okay, like, explain. <laughs> explain. Go ahead, go ahead, girl. Tell us. Yeah, I, when she talks about streetwear, she acts as if everyone's supposed to know what streetwear is. I know athleisure. Uh, that's what you really should have said. That's really what we're talking about here and not streetwear. I'm like, right. Oh, okay. So I was like, cooler. it looks like an athleisure like, line. It is. Okay. <laughs> it was like, girl, streetwear. I'm like, what in the Betsy Johnson is going on here? <laughs> it's like, girl, shut the hell up. Excuse me. You're talking to a room full of women where one of them pronounces reggae like reggae. So no. <laughs> They don't know what streetwear is. Girl, <laughs> shut the hell up. And she kept repeating, like, reggae. Yeah, reggae. Reggae. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, ugh, just no, please stop. It's just like, now I gotta be like ourselves. Can y'all go back to white shit? Why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> when one part of this episode of New York that I really loved is, um, when Dorinda has her birthday party at the Russian Samovar, uh, because that was one of three restaurants that I would take my grandfather to in New York City. Oh, um, wow. My grandfather, who immigrated when he was like already 60 or something like that from Russia, never really learned English. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so there were like three Russian restaurants that we used to go. Mm-hmm. One was a Ukrainian restaurant and two Russian mm-hmm. restaurants that we used to go to where he could order in Russian eat Russian food, get stuff to drink, and we would have a merry old time. And one of them mm. is Russian samovar. So that was hilarious that to hilarious. see. They probably love that. It's like, oh my gosh, ooh. I'm like, oh, your accent is so rich. Your pronunciation is so good. Oh my God, what do you want? We'll give you anything you want. <laughs> you see, he's so <laughs> lovely. And, you know, the, the waiters and waitresses would just love seeing him there. And we would always Aww. make a big deal. Because, you know, once you're that age, getting out of the house is not easy. So it's an event. I'm like, okay, well, let me get the band out. He's wearing cause... his nice sweater. He's wearing oh his God. nice coat with the pockets and sort of the newsies type his hat. Yeah, his Russian streetwear. streetwear. <laughs> Russian Jewish grandfather streetwear. <laughs> oh my God. That's real streetwear. It's like, girl. It's like, 
Leah, please. He was so funny. Um, he died recently, but um, when so COVID, sorry. it's okay. He was very old and he lived a wonderful life. But mm-hmm. um, when stuff started getting really bad with COVID and he was stuck in his apartment, you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to get toilet paper. And so he actually ran out and hey. he said, he was like, oh, I'll just use newspaper. It'll be like Russia again. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! And I looked at my dad, and I was like, "Dad, did you guys really use newspaper?" And he was like, "Mandy, where did you think I grew up? Like we didn't. Yes, Um, like we did not have. Well, obviously not. Um, newspaper, toilet paper level. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. You know, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. There's so many things about like just in general their life in Russia that is just still so shocking to this day when I hear about it. But yeah, Russian samovar. We saw Dorinda bring everyone there and rant about how great the vodka was. (laughs) I was like, yeah, (laughs) we know how to do our vodka. (laughs) I mean, hello. (laughs) Oh, man. What do you think is next for the Real Housewives of New York? Do you think they're finally going to get women of color, people of different backgrounds, kind of show some of the diversity that is so wonderful? I mean, it's also the Real Housewives of New York City. And the fact that we haven't had like a good solid Jew on it kind of makes me be like, very hilarious. (laughs) For New York to be the melting pot it is, like to do all of these wealthy white women for years and years and years, like, this is friends um, is super hilarious to me. Like even with like diversity in religion, it's like, it's like, I feel like we do have it, but not really. Cause nobody talked about it. Well, we had Jules Weinstein and that was. Yeah, and Jill Zarin. Oh yes. Jill's. Uh, yes. Bye Jill's Bye Bye <laughs> I don't miss Jill Zarin. I really don't. Cause I was team Bethany during that whole argument. It's like, girl, if you don't grow the fuck up and then going like, Oh my God, why didn't she just forgive me? Cause that's not how forgiveness works. Yeah. She don't have to forgive you. She can be like, I, you know, I accept your apology, but we're not cool. But also, I actually liked Bobby on the show. Oh, he was lovely. Loved Bobby. What a on lovely the show. man. Because he literally like minded his business, except for like, this is really hurting Jill because I love her. I'm going to mention this. But you could tell, like, I'm not doing this for screen time. It's just, I'm tired of hearing about this shit. So I'm going to tell you that this is hurting her feelings. And I'm tired of hearing about this. But I want to see some more diversity on The Real Houses of New York. I, I, I heard the whispers about Alicia Quarles. And I'm like, that'll be interesting if it's true. But I don't think it's happening. Yeah. No more Kelly Ben Simones. Because no. Um, no, I we can't don't want deal this, with but that. it's like there's way too much diversity in New York, and I know in those circles it's more diversity for y'all to just like we can't just possibly get off of um, white women. I'm like you're in New York City, there's no excuse. I just, Even in Beverly Hills, it wasn't no excuse. And OC, if we're being completely honest, however, with those heifers, I don't want no black women around y'all because I feel like one of y'all gonna punch um, one of them. It's gonna be Kelly Dodd, and I'm gonna be like, yep. Sign me up. I want that OnlyFans if you punch a Kelly dog right in her <laughs> fucking face. I'm like, but yeah, I want more diversity. I really do. I do. And I not, just want to see window decoration. Please do not. No, bring I'm just tired of hearing the whole like uptown downtown thing. Like, oh, we just came from the Upper East Side, and this is such a downtown party. Like, you're all still just in Manhattan. We haven't even gone into Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Bronx. Y'all not in boroughs. What are you doing? 
I know y'all mad at Alex for bringing y'all to the um to a borough for um Fashion Week, and it's like, oh my god, I'm like, Jill, shut the hell up. Or better yet, don't show up. I mean, it's not like you didn't know where it was. Alex was ahead of her time. I mean, Brooklyn is the place to be these days. I, I actually really liked Alex. <laughs> I missed her that last season she was on. It was like, yeah, you don't need to be here. Just get away from them. You're breaking out in hives just talking to, of all people, Kelly Ben Simone. Any other thoughts on kind of any of the franchises? I am so glad they're cutting OC, but... I am ready for that to ride off into the sunset. And it's not because Tamara's gone because I couldn't fucking stand Tamara. I miss Gretchen, but I don't I don't recognize Gretchen anymore. Her face looks totally different and she needs to shut the fuck up. Um, but this is why on some of the housewives, I just don't follow them on social media because I'm like, see, I don't want to know how xenophobic or racist or sexist you are. So I'm like, I need to keep you separate because I've unfollowed a lot of housewives because I'm like, yeah, you're fucked up and I don't like you. I know. No, I'm like, God, why did I have to find this out about you? Well, and then there's the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that is going to be starting I in November. I want to see this trailer. I'm like, I want to see. Maybe the trailer will surprise me. Because at first, remember, Andy said a few years ago he wasn't adding any new cities. And I'm like, how very interesting that you're adding. I think he added Potomac and Salt Lake City. I'm like. You said that we were done adding cities, but now we got new cities. Y'all going to be in Utah. So are we going to see like some polygamous? <laughs> this is what we're doing because I'm ready for this. I have a feeling it's going to be. And I know people who actually know who's on because it's out mm-hmm. there. I just haven't. I'm I'm letting myself be surprised. I don't want to know too much about them. I just want to watch mm-hmm. them. But Same. I have a feeling there's going to be people who are very active in the church and people who are sort of ex-Mormon. And mm. I think that will be really interesting. That's sort of the dynamic I want to see. I feel like Salt Lake City is also like mom blogger central, like all those influencers. Like mm. I feel like it's like that kind of an environment. Okay. So we'll see what happens. I am yeah. keeping my... You know, I I feel like with quarantine, we don't have that much programming going on. I'm excited that Beverly Hills and New York are wrapping up so people can get more into Potomac. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to be sad when it is just Potomac. You know, I want to watch Housewives more than once a week. I want new material. So do you remember when the Housewives shows were, they didn't stagger them because we didn't have that many shows. So it's like one city would end, they would do your reunion, bam. But it's like, we didn't start doing reunions until Atlanta. Then everybody was like, oh, oh shit, we can get y'all to watch this. If you'll we keep, keep, bring you'll keep watching. So it's kind of like, there were no staggering of the cities. It's like one city would end, then another one, and another one. Then they started adding, then it became like certain cities would be in the rotation at the same time. But yeah. Of course, Atlanta and Potomac were not necessarily on the same rotation would be like atlanta will come up it'd be atlanta then potomac and those are the sunday ones those are always on sundays right and they were always sunday and i was like why do you only put them on sunday and i remember when pump rules used to be on mondays and they moved it to tuesdays i'm like hello i'm watching this is us so no i'm watching not watching this live like no i don't want to do this put it back on monday (laughs) do you think they had it so it could be see you next tuesday That actually would be very clever. They're like, sitting uh, around a marketing meeting and wondering what they need to do for ooh, programming. Tuesday. Tuesday. Like, we could get. I would follow wow. an entire show about James Kennedy. 
I'm not even I kidding. I loved White Kanye. I actually liked him this season. So I like Sober James. I love Sober James. But I also James. don't follow him on social media. I really don't. I think He's maybe I super him. into just DJ stuff. Yeah, which I'm like, okay. I, I think I saw some of my video with his rap remix. And I was like, this is not bad. Not bad. I would sip my cocktail to your, your rap remix. I don't hate it, James. I love James. He also was so funny when, like, April, they sh- he had, like, these videos of himself, like, screaming out his window, there's a p- fucking pandemic! Get inside, <laughs> assholes! <laughs> like, I can't do his accent for the life of me. His American accent is gold. Is I said, so this is ho- funny. Like, Why is this so damn funny? He is, is an funny? entertainer. He is such an entertainer. Him. I love him so much. And he loves DJing. And him mm-hmm. and Raquel right now are like my favorite. Raquel. Raquel. <laughs> oh my God, Raquel. What are you doing, Raquel? I'm going to pivot to Dallas now. We oh. dropped Miami after like two or three seasons. So I don't see why we couldn't have dropped Dallas because one, that is just a dumpster fire. And also I liked Leanne, but I saw that mid-season trailer and went, did she just, oh fuck. And because one, I did not like Carrie with a K. I thought she was annoying and I thought Leanne had points. So the fact that I had to defend Carrie because you're right because you were being like xenophobic to her, and it's like, yeah. So there's other things for you to talk about Carrie other than her being Mexican. She was fucking annoying. You're like yeah. you're fucking annoying and you're tacky and I hate you. But bringing calling her a chirpy Mexican is like that's a bridge too far. But it was hilarious watching Brandy going, "Let's talk about you." Oh, let's talk about you because I remember that video. I well, remember it. So Brandy. It wasn't new. It was interesting. I think it's going to be a central part of, I guess, this next season is talking mm-hmm. about the Brandy thing. That's mm-hmm. at least what Deandra was saying, that they're going to tackle yeah. it head on. I do feel like with Brandy, and it's not up to me to like accept her apology. You right. know, it wasn't for me, but she did seem so upset at herself and um, really hard on herself that she even checked her into like a wellness center for depression. I didn't realize there was racism rehab. I was like, girl, you taught me <laughs> something today. I was like, I'm going to rehab for racism. I didn't realize there was, ooh, man, do they have group rates? I feel like you could <laughs> give this to other people so that y'all could get like a discount. That, to uh, a group on. I just think she really did feel sorry and mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's really hard to show that you mean it. I don't, you know, I, I'm all about forgiveness and, and trying to bring people. Into, it doesn't mean that they should keep a platform. No. Like, you know what I mean? But if we want to get to a world that is more anti-racist, we have to bring more people along. I hope we can. This is my own I, personal, like, opinion. That's like, fine. I think we can. But this is also the same person with her and her buddy, Stephanie, were playing around with a black dildo and they were tiptoeing around racist shit. So I was oh. like, yeah, see, I'm like, so I peeped you real quick. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. I was like, this is not okay. So I was like, why am I doing this? So the only person, so when they did that reunion for Dallas and they were talking about the comments and Carrie's like, nobody told me. I'm like, so the only person I will give a little bit of credit to is Cameron because she did tell you it was late, but she told you at the party. So you can't say y'all saw that and didn't want to say something. I'm like, but Cameron said it to your face. She was like, this is what Leanne said about you. 
And she is like Leanne's ride or die person telling you that. So I'm like, I get also she's super fun to watch on Instagram. So I kind of like Cameron and her bubbly. I'm a white woman. I live in rich part of Dallas and I wear a lot of pink and my dogs eat pink food, but don't have pink shit. And I don't understand that because I feel like dying food and stuff pink. Like, so why is your dog's poop not pink? Not that I want to see it. I don't want to see it, sis. Don't send me nothing. (laughs) But I, I'm just like, Dallas is this weird teeter-totter thing. And Deandra is like a lot of people were getting on their high horse with Leanne. Right. And I'm like, so y'all were kind of suspect for a minute, but sure, y'all can have this moment. I'm glad Leanne's gone. Her her apology also was super weird to me because I'm like, guys, I'm not racist because I love gay people. I sat on Julio Iglesias' lap. It's like, he's it's like, from Spain, so not he's Mexico. Spanish, so girl, shut the hell up. It's like you could have just said, like, I went too far. I really went too far. I shouldn't have. And I was wrong. And I'm sorry. See, there's your free apology. You can hit my cash app for the one that you can pay for. (laughs) Well, this has been so fun, Stephanie. Can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Tell my cash app, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And give your cash app. I want to hear your Twitter, your Instagram, your cash app. Where can we hit? Where can we find your podcast? So all the things. Um, you can find a Mocha Minutes podcast wherever you find podcasts. So I am on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, which is now Google Podcasts. So you can find me there. Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically any um, podcatcher you have, you can find me. Except for SoundCloud. SoundCloud's not really a podcatcher, but I'm not. There's a couple of very old episodes of mine on SoundCloud and SoundCloud, and I'm like, love me through it, beloved. It was literally like first five episodes so please love me through it um you can also find the show on social media so instagram facebook twitter same handle mocha minutes my cash app is mocha sunshine 99 you can find mm-hmm. me there love so uh, yeah hit my cash app <laughs> <laughs> so that's me <laughs> well thank you so much for being on and for sharing all of your immense fun and wisdom Thank you for having me. I love going on Bravo shows where I can talk about Bravo. I'm like, you guys, you have no idea. So literally, anybody who's listening who wants to talk about Below Deck Med, I need to discuss because Malia needs to be punched in her face. Okay? (laughs) And also justice for Kiko. Justice for Kiko. Well, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. also you the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh i'm sorry i'm gonna need a few more minutes bulbous walrus the bulbous walrus the name your price tool only from progressive the owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat>
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.